<laughs> we are still studying the book of Hebrews, and uh, we are talking about uh, the superiority of Christ. And when we talk about the superiority of Christ, we're also we're talking about the um, uh, the covenant that we live under today, uh, the new covenant. I don't know why. Uh, some people keep having a desire to go back uh, and pull out things under the law because it wasn't no good for them back then and it for sure is not no good for us today. And uh, what we're doing as the writer of Hebrews was trying to let those people know that what we got through Jesus Christ is so much better Amen. And <laughs> that's what we've been talking about, uh, the better things. And tonight, uh, as I call your attention to your handout material, and I want to welcome those that are watching uh, by means of the Internet tonight. We're glad that you have, uh, are there. And um, you can be uh, uh, pull your Bible out there if you are uh, at home. And we're going to be in the 8th chapter. Of, um, of Hebrews this evening, <coughs> and in tonight's lesson, we're going to talk about a better promise, and I, then I, I really, I put an S out to the end of there, better promises, because there are many promises underneath that God has given us uh, in the new covenant, amen. Now, let me stop while I'm talking about promises before I get down in the lesson and um, let me mention this. Um, uh, I've heard some people sing the chorus, um, every promise in the book is mine, every chapter, every verse, every line. But I don't like that song. I don't want to claim every promise that's written in the book. There are some promises that are written in the book. It's not going to be too good for those people who don't obey the Word of God. There's some promises, and that's, I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. <coughs> so I'm interested in the good promises. I'm interested in the better promises. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 6 says, By now... Hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator? Now, the subject of this here is Jesus. That's who we're talking about. He's the one that's obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. And that's what last week's went lesson was on, a better covenant, a better testament covenant. We talked about them, you know, what, the, what they meant, consisted of, which was established upon better promises. Amen. And um, uh, you, can, uh, <coughs> you can fill out your questions as you go along, as we do for every week on this lesson. But there are better pro there's a better promise 
and what we have through Jesus Christ and Calvary. Now, in our study tonight, we have made aware of the better prom. We are made aware of the better promises we have under the covenant of grace. Chapter eight of Hebrews defines the differences of the new covenant and at least four promises which were not known under the law. Now, there, there, there are more than four, but in the section that we're dealing with in the 8th chapter of Hebrews, there are four that are spelled out that was not known under the law of Moses and in the, uh, in the Old Testament. And so that's what we're going to be pointing out tonight uh, is these four, uh, four things. Number one, he puts his laws in our hearts and minds so that we can be familiar and intimate with his ways and precepts. You'll find that in, in verse 10. And we're going to be reading these in just a few minutes. I got it printed down. But he puts his law in our hearts. Now, if you remember, under the old law and the old covenant, when Moses come down from the mountain, what was the, what was the laws written on? On stone. Amen. But under this new covenant, he puts them in our hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I love that. He puts it in our hearts. And you know what I like about that, Brother Kyle? There might be a day come, and, and it's, it's looked like every day it's, it can, it's more possible, but there might be a day in the United States, like some other countries, that we get the Bible, the written, taken away from us. But they can't take away what you've got right here. Hallelujah. They can't, Brother Paul, they'll never get what you've got right here. Hallelujah. That's one thing that makes it a better promise. He has promised to instill this in my heart. That's why one New Testament writer said, Receive into yourself the engrafted word. Hallelujah. What you put inside you, man can't take out. Glory to God. <coughs> so, he promised when this new covenant would come, that he would put his laws and his will, because his law is his will. He would put his law or will in our hearts and minds so that we can be familiar and intimate with his ways uh, and precepts. Uh, that's what God desires. He desires a more intimate relationship with you and me. Hallelujah. God wants to know you one-on-one. -on -one. God wants to have a relationship with you. He desires that. Do you know after the fall when Adam messed up, the Bible said God would come down and, and he would, he would with, uh, God would stroll with Adam in the garden in the cooler of the day. They would have fellowship and communion together. You know something? When that was broken, I believe God was more upset over it than Adam was. 
Hallelujah. Because that's one reason why he created man is for fellowship. Now, the angels that he created before he created us wasn't fitting the bill. Amen. They, they wasn't fitting the bill. When he created man, even though he created man in his own image, yet he created man with a free will. He didn't make you like a robot. And he did that because he wants you to choose to love him. Hallelujah. Amen. He don't want you to follow him because you're scared. I, I disagree with preachers who try to scare the hell out of people. Amen. And, I mean, if somebody can come along and scare the devil out of you, somebody else might come along and scare him back in you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. <coughs> I honestly tonight, I honestly, I don't serve God because I'm afraid of going to hell. I, I don't do what I do for the kingdom of God because I'm scared of dying and going to hell. I serve God out of, I love him. I love him because he first loved me. And when I mess up, and when I do things I shouldn't do, it grieves me. And I pray, when I pray, I say, God, Lord, forgive me for that. I shouldn't have said that. Or I shouldn't have done that. Lord, I know I, I knew better than that. Amen. <coughs> because... There has been a relationship that has been formed between him and I. And that's what God desires. He wants you to have a relationship. We don't need more religion. We need, we need to have a relationship with Jesus. So that's why he has put his law and his will in our hearts and mind so we can have a more intimate relationship with God. We quote a lot the book of Daniel. It talks about the end times. It talks about how that all this stuff going on would literally wear out the saints of the Most High God. You ever felt wear or worn out by the trouble going on in your life and what the devil's doing? That's one thing that God said would happen in the last days. But the word also says in Daniel, they who know their God. Hallelujah. <coughs> that word know is the same word that when it said that Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived. It's talking about an intimate relationship. They who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Hallelujah. Woo. Man, I'm feeling the presence of the Lord right now. Glory to God. So, that's the first promise. Number two, he said he'd make us his people, declaring that he would be our God, my Lord. Hallelujah. He would make us his people. Do you know in time past we Gentiles was not a people? We were called dogs and outcasts. Hallelujah. Alienated from the household of Israel. But through the blood of Jesus Christ, this better promise, those who were far off, the Bible says, was made and brought nigh. Hallelujah. 
That's what the second chapter of Acts means, by the way. When he said, this promise is unto you and to your children. Now, those right there were Jews. Because he was preaching to the 120. Preaching to, he said, this promise is unto you and to your children. But then he said, and then to those who are far off. And we're that ones who were far off. Hallelujah. He has made us his people. And he is our God. Oh, hallelujah. The third one, he reveals himself to us so that we do not need someone to tell us about God. We can experience him for ourselves. Hallelujah. You don't need nobody to tell you about God. You can have an experience with God yourself. You don't need a priest. You don't need a preacher. Hallelujah. If you want something from God and you want a relationship with God, you can have it. My, my, my. Talk about a better promise. Hallelujah. He reveals himself to us so that we do not need someone to tell us about God. That's one reason God gave you the Holy Ghost. Not just because you can talk in tongues like a Chinese phone book. Hallelujah. Amen, but that the Spirit of God in you can reveal things to you. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, when you hear some joker get up there, get going off on left field and telling you something that ain't right, that same Holy Ghost will, let, will stir inside you and let you know. Hallelujah. I've had it happen to me, and I bet everybody here has had it happen to you one time or another. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We ain't a bunch of spiritual numbskulls, amen, that we get and get sidetracked by every guy that comes down the pike. You got the Holy Ghost in you. That is to lead you and to guide you into all truth. That revelation power. Glory, hallelujah. Reveals himself to us so that we do not need someone to tell us about God. We can experience him for ourselves. And I'll, I'll say this before I move on. If the only thing you receive from God is what a preacher gives you that opens up a book on Sunday and preaches to you, your experience is mighty shallow. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is not putting me here to be superior in nobody. We're, on the, we're, we're the same. We're all children of God. He's just he's putting me here to shepherd and to help, help people along and uh, 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 down the path. But God wants you to be able to experience him for yourself. He'll give you the revelation that you need to have. All right, let's, let's, let's move on. My time is running away. The fourth one. <laughs> he has given or uh, forgiven our sins and goes a step further declaring that he will also forget them entirely. Woo my Lord, my Lord. You ever heard somebody say, I'll forgive you, but I won't forget it. <laughs> I'm glad God's not like that. Hallelujah. I'm glad God's not like that. When 
now I'm talking about under the new covenant. I'm talking about on this side of Calvary now. But when God forgives you of something, he forgets it. He don't hold it over your head. Hallelujah. I've had to counsel married couples in the past. Things went on. One did maybe against the other, whatever. One said, well, I forgive, I forgive you. And they make that statement, but then they always bring it up. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you're always bringing up something about what something somebody's done to you, you ain't really forgave them. Hallelujah. You haven't really forgave them if you always try to bring it up to them. Amen. And so, yeah, I, I remember this. But God's not like that. When he forgives you, he forgets it. He forgets it entirely. We have these amazing promises. As a new covenant, as new covenant believers, which is why our covenant is far superior than the previous one. Now I'm going I have given you Hebrews chapter eight verses seven through twelve, and it has the scriptures that I got all of this stuff out of that we just got through talking about, and I want to read through them uh, <coughs> right now. It says, "For if that first covenant had been flawless." Then should no place have been sought for the second. That old that that old covenant, the old it, it had some flaws in it. Amen. Uh, I know some people out, out out there would hear that. Well, wouldn't like to hear that, but it had flaws in it. If it didn't have flaws in it, then there wouldn't need it. There wouldn't no need to be another one. Hallelujah. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. Now, this, this, this was back in the Old Testament where God made the prophecy uh, and talked about the day of the new covenant. God said, I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. <coughs> and they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. For I will be my, 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 my. Let, let me just kind of uh, just stop here for a moment before I finish that up. Uh, I've heard some people say, um, you know, God, give me more. God, give me more of that Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. You won't never use what you got. You won't never use all of what God has given you. And if you will listen to him. But that's the key. Some people use this as a crutch. 
talking about where the Holy Ghost will lead you and guide you into all truth. He won't if you don't listen to him. If you don't let him develop a relationship with you. Well, I don't feel condemned about doing this and doing that. No, we, we, get, we got people go to church all the time now. And, and, and they go down the streets. And some of them go into the church houses nowadays half naked. I don't feel condemned. Well, I'm going to tell you something, sweetheart. Hallelujah, little cupcake. On Judgment Day, God ain't going to, he ain't going to ask you whether or not you felt condemned. He's going to ask you, did anybody tell you where it was found in his word? Anything in his word, it ain't left up to you to be condemned about. It's tight, but it's right. Hallelujah. Don't use the excuse, well, God will lead me and guide me in all truth. Not if you ain't walking your life according to the Spirit. Amen. you got to walk according to the Spirit. you gotta, you got to walk where the Spirit walks. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, let's continue. Um, God will lead you, and he will, he will let you know. Now, now, please be honest. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you. There are things that the Holy Ghost has let me know in the past I shouldn't do it. And I never heard, I never heard no preacher behind the pulpit say it was wrong, but the Spirit let me know it was wrong. <coughs> you can't wait till somebody preaches something all the time. You've got to be willing to follow the, the leadership of the Holy Ghost that God has given you. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's a truth anyhow. Amen. Glory to God. And then he said, For I, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. That is a final thing about this greater, better promise. Under the old law, <coughs> the old law didn't have mercy. It was just judgment, period. Hallelujah. I wonder how long most apostolic people could survive the old law if we were still really under it. When they stoned people to death just for picking up sticks on the Sabbath day. <laughs> I'm th I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for mercy. But now here's, here's, here's the clincher. <coughs> he, will, he offers mercy. He'll offer you mercy for your unrighteousness if he knows you're trying. We got, in other words, what I'm trying to say, we've got to make an effort. We've got to make an effort. And <laughs> we might be able to fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool God none of the time. Hallelujah. I mean, he is worse than Sister Darlene, and Sister Darlene is the worst in the house. Every time she catches me, Hallelujah. And she and and and, and tell you when she says Samuel, 
She said, I done felt the evidence. Most, most of the time, Brother Kyle, is, it's eating up something she bought for herself, and then I leave the package around and not dispose of it. <laughs> so please always throw the trash away, brother. <laughs> Anybody got any comments or questions about our lesson tonight? Praise the Lord. But we are established on better promises. God loves us. He gives us everything we need. And all we've got to do is make a little effort, and he will bless us. Let's stand together. My prayer is for everybody to have a great rest of the week. I pray blessings your way and good health.